to Critical Ditto Season 2. Yes. Can I say Episode 1 again now? Because it's can. a new season. We've reset. We're episode back. One. Oh man, you're going down that gravy train early. Woo. Yeah, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Critical Ditto. My name is Stuart. I am running this game. My name is Ali and I am playing Kenneth Mullet, uh, more commonly known as Kenny. He is a haunted young man from Comover Town who had a horrible incident where he was overtaken by this inner power that he can't control or understand, uh, so set out to find help. Along the way, he has accrued a couple of Pokemon of his own, including a newly evolved Dartrix called Bowtie and a Magikarp called Moustache. I'm David, and I'm playing Theo, the orthodox and acerbic scholar who is a former member of the Church of Slaslo, a religious and academic order of strange individuals that exists across the Formia region. Uh, Theo has left the church inspired by their own research, is trying to find the King's Rock and explore more about the religion that has kept themselves so restricted in the face of one so curious. And in terms of Pokemon, uh, which is not really relevant to this uh, podcast at all, um, Theo owns a Meditite, a Swaddle, apparently, and a Kabuto, formerly known as Cabbage. And the role of Brandy shall be taken on by the actor and writer Tom Dale. Um, God, you sucked. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there, wasn't no, there wasn't a gag there. It was, it was, just, it was just, just arrogance. Yeah. It's just pure arrogance. <laughs> as we all sat silently and watched. As is your place, and as <laughs> evil can only prevail when good people do nothing. And we, we did like, nothing. He's going somewhere. Oh, right. I'm no, waiting for it. I trust no, him. No. I trust him. Trusty listeners, <laughs> ignore their cries of jealousy. I'm an actor, and I will be bringing you a performance like no other, and that is Brandy, a 21-year-old pink-haired girl who used to be a cheerleader and the arm candy of ex-Pokemon champion Gary Smoke until she decided to gain some self-respect and ditch him, really, when he decided to ditch a beautiful yet quite weak Baneri, which she now calls her own as Wimpy. Since Surfloat Town was destroyed, uh, her hometown, along with her mother's Pokemart, Whiskey's Delios, she vowed to become the Pokemon champion in order to rebuild her hometown. And she sort of keeps Theo and Kenny along for the ride because, uh, you know, she needs things held and, you know, she needs some, some you know, some sounding boards for her great ideas. Uh, that's what she needs. Uh, and she also has a Scroopy called Gary. Beautiful. So if we could all just go around the table and state your character's emotional strength and their emotional weakness. And I'll freely admit, I stole this. I was going to say, what an original idea I from totally you. I totally stole this from Force Majeure. If <laughs> you, get, you guys are great. Let's go opposite race. So let's start with Brandy. Okay, Brandy's emotional strength, I would say, is her passion, probably. Her will yep. is probably her strongest. But then almost on the opposite side of that same coin, her emotional weakness is probably her uh, stubbornness. Okay. Her inability to want to change her own ways. Right. Kenny? Um, Kenny's emotional strength, I think, lies in his empathy and the reassuring nods from around the table. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say his bow tie. I, <laughs> thought, I equally would have been agreed with that. Um, his emotional weaknesses... He's got a few. Uh, He's got a list. <laughs> He's a terrible character. <laughs> he hates himself, um, though tries not to show it too much. 
And as a result of hating himself so much, I think he places too much trust in everyone around him. Interesting. Sort of a self-doubt coupled with gullibility. Kind of. Yeah. Naivety. 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 Nice. Yes. Ah, the French audience are suddenly satisfied. <laughs> we have a listener in France. We don't. We don't. I'm sorry. David, aka okay, Theo. Theo's great strength is their intellectual gumption. I think when Theo is thrown into any situation, Theo makes wise, gutsy, and sometimes weird choices, which is also often what has marked Theo's battle style. Don't, anybody. Um, (laughs) uh, In that Theo makes some really weird moves all the time, but it's always done in a really intelligent and perceptive way. Or at least so they say. (laughs) In terms of Theo's weakness... (laughs) Is it Brandy? (laughs) Theo's weakness is being in company with other people. (laughs) Theo's weakness is their inability to cooperate with anybody else in any way, shape or form. Uh, Good thing we're a trio then. (laughs) But that's the emotional arc, Alan. (laughs) Is that we realise that I'm a tart with a heart. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, That's great, guys. I like that a lot. Stu, your emotional strength and weakness? What, me personally? As a GM? (laughs) (laughs) Don't go there. That's a whole kettle of fish we don't want to open right now. Right, let's, let's go into it. Previously on Critical Ditto. Wimpy's going to face down this head. Brandy and Wimpy communicate this sort of faint and, and pound into the eye of this Hydreigon. The head of the Hydreigon crashes across the, the midfield of the Pokemon Stadium. Theo leans down to Bash and goes, You don't have to be strong to do this. You're going to be fine. And she looks at you and just gives you a weak smile and throws the Extreme Ball. The Extreme Ball drops into the dirt. Doesn't even shake, just stays shut. Heron, do I have a high dragon now? Kenny, you're not in the Pokemon Stadium. You hear waves and you see, chained up, there's a figure. And it's Gary Smoke. Two figures walk in. Lady Eliza. You call me the Queen of the Sea. But have you met Tewonimus Chanda? It's got like a crawdunt claw. For an arm? Yeah. We need the power of the Pokemon champion. Going to hijack the train. We can't just give you your Pokemon back or you'll run away. We're going to give you Pokemon. Now help us out, or we'll throw your Pokemon overboard and you'll never see them again. I'll do it. Just just put T-Bone down, okay? Kenny wakes up. We forgot we you run away from home. And I'm here for a purpose, and I need to control this Bowtoy. Bowtoy agreed to help me, and then became an even cooler Bowtoy. Datrix. We look over to see Adri just staring at Kenny. Been speaking to Phillips, and he has agreed to let us have some funds. He will raise your trainer rank to sea rank. Where do we where do we start? Pyrenile. The Skarmory Squadron will take you there. Does anyone know where Bash and Heron are? They went off to see Sato Kappa. You and Hannah, maybe you go investigate Sato Kappa. Kenny turns to Theo, but in the morning, do you mind if we have a little chat? I'm here for you. We cut in. Theo, Brandy and Kenny riding the rainbow Skarmories of the Skarmory Squadron. Soaring above the clouds of the Formia region as they had done only a day before. As the camera sweeps down, the first thing we spot is the tip of an enormous structure, an obelisk piercing the heavens of Formia itself. As we follow the tapering monument down, we see the town proper. Feast your eyes on Pyrenile, home of Formia's richest histories hidden behind the region's ugliest facades. Think Vegas meets Cairo, Atlantic City meets Giza. 
There are cultural touchstones here, some literal, but try to spot them behind the fog of flashing lights and distracting ornamentation, and you'll end up as dizzy as a spinder. We see monuments to ages past, but arranged in such a way as to form some sort of archaeological zoo, complete with ticketed exhibitions and fountain displays to entertain the queues. Ancient tombs are repurposed to house vast casinos. Hotels constructed in a few years spring forth from limestone monoliths and statues that took decades, standing forlornly in their shadow. There is entertainment here. Theatres adorn street corners, complete with touts desperate to offload their overpriced admission to the latest after-dinner show. Yorick performs his latest monologue with Duskell one night only! The markets of Pyrenile hum with life, both of the tourists that show them custom, but also the thousands of Ilyumais lighting the stall signage. The streets that never sleep. The only time that Pyrenile pauses is when the intertown train passes through. Stalls are packed up in seconds to allow the enormous two-tier trains to crawl by. Onlookers crane their necks to catch a glimpse of the lucky passengers on board the luxury carriages of the Nidorian Express on their way to Pyrenile Station, the grand building at which we currently find our heroes landing in the Skarmory Tower. It's a shame we're not going to spend that much time here. What, <laughs> what an epic intro. Well, cool, on, the, right? on the train, on the train, everyone, let's right, go. So straight to the train? You're straight to the train, not interested in any of these uh, casinos with Illumis. I've never had an interest in history much, so I say we just we just skip it. Skip of, course, it all. of course not, Stu. We would never do that to you. It's Pyrenile. This is it. This is Pyrenile. Pyrenile, baby. Been, this has been dangled in front of us for ages. Um, yeah, so when Brandy was here last, Gary Smoke kept saying... What happens in Pyrenile stays in Pyrenile, am I right? And Brandy went, stop saying that! You say that in every town! So is the first thing that Brandy says when we drop down. Yes! What happens in Pyrenile stays in Pyrenile. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. Nothing to apologise for. That that sounds quite exciting. I mean, historically, nothing stays in Pyrenile considering it was a famous merchant port. So actually, that phrase is deeply, deeply incorrect. And I regret saying it even more. Thank you both. Thank you both. That's okay, you're welcome. As we hear our characters bantering and bickering, they descend from their skarmories and the skarmory perches. Um, what do we see? Well, when Brandy gets off her skarmory, um, Mortimer, let's say, um, that's the skarmory, not a person called Mortimer. That would be... Well, I'm going to start again. Cause that's... It's the gym leader from Critique City. <laughs> <laughs> Making a brief cameo as a steed. Um, what do we see? Brandy... Uh, still with her pink, short, messily cut hair, but she's updated her wardrobe thanks to General Phillips, who kept telling her over and over again that she didn't look right. He basically said that if you want to be the Pokemon champion, you've got to look the part. And then he offered some of the classic Ace Trainer style garb Ooh. that um, she could try on. And as much as Brandy resented being commented on about her clothing, uh, she also did agree. So she's got sort of um, cycling shorts with a sort of cool skirt. I know a lot about women's clothes, so this is, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna feature here a lot. Uh, I think I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I think there's gonna be. I think she's got a long so cycling shorts. Boob tube. No, not a boob tube. That's ridiculous. Busty, eh? um, she's, Corset. She's well. This is rude. This is my time. So black cycling shorts, red skirt with pokeballs on it, nest balls. 
on it, actually. A bit of a nod to Whiskey's Delios for the real fans out there. Uh, and then she's also wearing, let's say, a long sleeve, red, sort of another tight, almost like a... Red s- with pink hair? Red, yeah, you've got double red and pink hair. Yeah, yeah. and I like yeah. it. Dear, dear, and I'm not... Dear. Well, you know what? It's what she picked. Kenny thinks she looks great. Yeah. <laughs> I know, fine. Okay, so she's got black, a black... Um, oh, that made you change it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kenny's <laughs> approval! Kenny, she oh came God. up... That is so damaged. She came out wearing the red, the red uh, lycra long sleeve shirt, and Kenny went, "Oh my god, you look amazing!" Well, I'm gonna change, and so she put on a black one instead. So she's wearing, she's gonna wear a black sort of tight long sleeve shirt, but with one of those. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna struggle to describe it, but I hope you stay with me. Think about a cape, right? I don't know if I can picture that. But, That's quite but imagine that material comes down the front past the shoulders in like long ribbon sort of down the front side and the back so imagine a cape but cut cut the middle of the cape out so it's almost like from the shoulder sort like of, a poncho like a poncho but no but it's almost like it's not connected either side they're like two shoulder attachments like sort of graduation robe two long bits but like yes then like a little sort of hood cape thing I, I think it's a new item of clothing that I've invented can you draw this at some point <laughs> at say. one point I'll draw this for you to I will share think. it on the Twitter I can <laughs> totally <laughs> picture it but it's got such anime physics behind it yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% yeah. that's going to be pink to match her hair what is the name of this new garment uh, the banister called... <laughs> the banister no it's called the um, it's called Can't infern it. cape an infern cape that's good does it have a, an, like an infernate mouth on it Oh, yeah, that's head. cool. Like okay, head. so yeah. yeah, so it's got an infernape kind of a, like a small infernape design mm-hmm. uh, on the hood, and it's called an infern cape. Great, it's okay. Hard to say, but boy, does it look good. <laughs> uh, and some trainers. Good, good. Cut board. Can't describe any more oh, clothes. Does anyone else have any like major fashion changes? You, they you two, you guys also. Fair enough. Fifteen minutes each on the clothes. <laughs> As I just had. Can I offer something with Kenny? Because obviously he had to change quite quickly. But the thing with Kenny is that obviously he just doesn't change clothes very much. So maybe it's the same outfit, dirtier. And already there's some like tears. Yes, you're quite right, Stu. Kenny also draws inspiration from his compatriots. And we met a couple of new ones in the last arc. Well, we didn't meet them, but we spent more time with the likes of Hannah with a tiara. (laughs) So Kenny... Kenny has kept the trilby, but just put the tiara on top of it. So the, I'm assuming this is like a real tacky plastic tiara that you got oh, yeah. from a gift shop. In oh, the yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this, this costs like... In fact, if anything, it, it was thrown out and Kenny just found it in, in the rubbish. It has Boromir Draws Toxapex <laughs> front and centre. <laughs> it's called the, the Toxa Tiara. And uh, so Kenny's put that on his head. Um... It just smells a bit more. Everything else, oh. yeah. I'm, I was pretty happy with yeah, the sort fine. of baggy hoodie. Um... A suggestion. Kenny has a load of weird stuff about him. What if Kenny's hair grows really quickly? Like, weirdly quickly? Yeah, okay. Like over the space of a couple of days, it's grown for, like, normal people, it would take months. Okay, I like it. It's not bushy, either. It's still scraggly and greasy. Lank, but just a bit longer. Yeah, lank and long. Lank and long, Great. yeah. And his facial hair um, has sort of kept growing a little bit. Still more on the upper lip than anywhere else. But um, there's a kindness to his sad, purpley eyes as he slides off his skarmory, which he has named Angelo. Beautiful. Uh, as I've had 45 minutes to plan my costume. Uh, <laughs> You're right, I did spend too long on that. <laughs> um, long and lank. <laughs> Theo slides off uh, their Skarmory Calamicho and uh, 
as they as they emerge, Theo is wearing a uh, mint green seersucker suit with a Cuban collared white shirt underneath. Full big lesbian energy. If they if they had a gender they identified with, which they don't, but there is a real tipping the velvet meets Death on the Nile vibe going on here. Powerful, powerful stuff. I wish I knew clothes as well as you did, David. <laughs> <laughs> Just sounded like you knew what you were talking about, and I was like, I, 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 I see a suckered suit. My literal job is to talk about clothes if I know what I'm talking about. So uh, quite good at quite good at lying. So that is that is our trio of heroes descending on Pyrenoil. Now, obviously, Theo and Kenny, carrying on from season one, you had an inbuilt thing you wanted to discuss. So I feel like it makes sense to start with that. Um, you wanted to have a conversation. Where do you think Kenny and Theo would have this discussion? I'm guessing Theo would take the lead in this. The seersuckered yeah. suit shop. <laughs> Where else? Can I... So my, my immediate thought is... Theo has ventured outside of... The church, but not like probably to like hills, copses. Like I mean, I don't think Theo has been to many metropoli, um, and so I think Theo has heard that there is like a great museum in Pyrenees, like a fabulous kind of like has all the great ruins in. Theo's like that'll be a place we can go to, quiet, we can have a little chat, not knowing that because it's Pyrenees that this supposedly amazing museum is full of like immersive actors who leap out of rooms <laughs> dressed as like former pharaohs and slaves, and then in the first room there's like a banquet in like a former monarch's house that we all have to sit at with a bunch of... So anyway, of- I burned my sister. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of tourists from, like, Neubatten across the ro- across the way. Just like- and it's really echoey, so it <laughs> yes. just goes, burn sister, sister, sister. <laughs> okay, great. And they, also, and they also come up to Kenny constantly and be like, so you're one of the actors. What are you meant to be? <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So we, we, we'll, we'll cut into this scene, into this, this tacky, awful, horrible museum, which is basically a, a haunted house by the sound of it, with sort of like jump scares and stuff. Yeah. As you walk past a sarcophagi, uh, just a mummy jumps out and is like, Boo! Welcome to Pyramid Museum! What up? Wow! <laughs> Get your picture at the end! They've, um, run, they've run out of scary Pokemon. So they, eventually it's just regular Pokemon. It's just like a masquerade that's a bit grey. It's like, oh, I'm sick. I got a virus like in 1835 with the great masquerade. You're gone. Okay, so you find you find a little oasis of calm in the middle of this, this horrible horror museum. Welcome to the oasis of calm. Would you like to sit down? <laughs> oh, oh, it's very nice and calming in here. Are you gonna hang around? Yeah, all of us will. Yes, oh. all six of us. We're very, we're the calm, we're the calms. <laughs> can I, uh, can I do a roll to get all of the stewards out of this room Fine. so we can actually have a conversation? I don't think you need to roll for that. I think I love that we can us. get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was this close to going, mind palace? <laughs> That's very on message. Yes. No rolling. Okay, so I think rather than using uh, any kind of spell or anything, sure. Theo just gives one of their trademark discerning glares at the uh, the various gathered staff members and they get the message and they say uh, right we'll uh, we'll leave you to it leave you to it oh oh okay bye 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 so um i believe there's something you wanted to uh, talk about um yeah yeah sorry i didn't really know i hadn't pre- prepared how to 
start this or anything. Um, That's fine. I've I've known you for a few days. I'm I'm pretty used to you not preparing for things. So uh, uh, I'm used to you over preparing for things. So between the two of us, <laughs> we hit a nice medium. Well, I hope so, because I need some help. You know, to control what's going on <laughs> with me. I guess have you have you ever heard about this in any of your readings or in any of your journeys of because what I'm realizing the difference between myself and the likes of Andros and that that person with the poison cloud that we saw in the office is mine is not restricted to one thing I can do loads of different stuff now I have no idea why or or where it comes from or anything what do you know about these Pokemon-human hybrids? I don't know, out of character, I know I'm asking you, David, to come, basically come up with law. So all, I want Never all four fear. of us to jump in. So do we think there is any yeah. history about this? Any we recordings? Well, I mean... So I think we, we are in a Pokemon museum <laughs> where there could be a secret exhibit. Okay, here's a question. Obviously, there are all these tacky... Museums. There are, however, real, real artifacts here in Pyrenees, real places of, of interest. But I think what's happened is that the, the Church of Slaslo has kind of ringed those off, has kind of shut those down. Like they've, they've said, yeah, 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 build all your tack and your museums and stuff. But the real places of interest, we don't let people go there. Sure. That's right. real knowledge. That's real history. That's our place. So maybe Theo knows that actually we're in the perfect place yeah. to ask a question like this because there is a secret church outpost or something. We know we know well, this museum was built like on top exactly, of Exactly. Yeah. The, beneath something. the facade of this museum there's a real place mm. that the church has been guarding whatever. Yeah. Much like the game corner in uh, Red and Blue, there is a poster a somewhere switch. and yeah. a secret, the secret switch. switch. Yeah, that if you find it, you press it and you can go in. <laughs> okay. Does Theo yeah. know where it is? In my mind, also, I'm thinking like this is. I don't know how many people have been to the Metropolitan Museum of Art of, of New York City, but there's the the famous Temple of Denda when you walk in, which was mm, a gift yes. from Egypt, yep. which was an entire Egyptian temple that was literally moved in and rebuilt exactly as it would have been. And there's also the cloisters, which the Metropolitan Museum owned, which cloisters, were literal. Yeah medieval cloisters moved over onto a hillside and rebuilt exactly as they would have looked like so I imagine that in this gaudiness you're probably going to have a little bit of that kind of rocket okay this kind (laughs) of you're going to have this kind of like I think that they have rebuilt exact like relics as you're saying in these kind of like tacky places so they've kind of dug the same secret chambers and all yeah okay so maybe maybe Theo we don't need to roll yet but maybe you know that in this particular gaudy museum there is a secret room off limits guarded room guarded by a poster be prepare yourself <laughs> Maybe. my greatest battle yet a guarded room that you think you and I come here at night and we'll try and break into that room oh I love it ooh, ooh. So you've just asked your very asked big question, question yeah. to, uh, to, to Theo, who pauses for a second, thinks, turns, and then says, you may not have noticed uh, in the interesting design choices of the Pyrenees, uh City Museum. They're hilarious, aren't they? Oh my God. That is Did you an see the adjective. Oh, Brilliant. Yeah, I loved that decision. <laughs> Shedinja didn't exist in Pyrenees in that period, but that's... Neither here nor there is fine. A little bit of historical accuracy never hurt. But you. the way you just sort of pranced around. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love that. Um, so anyway, uh, you, this mill may look like it's uh, just complete accidental <laughs> cap- 
capitalist hogwash. But um, actually, uh, some of these buildings have been put here as listed and guarded properties by the... Pokemon League? No. Um, the Setheroth Tree? No. Um, Whiskey's Delios? Take a look at me. Take a look at me and think, what could Theo be suggesting? The lesbians? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Asta and honey. <laughs> the church! Yes! Oh, oh, you know, a couple of days ago, that would have taken a few more turns, but that really... <laughs> that was pretty speedy. Yeah, no, so the church have actually... Uh, are responsible for some of these uh, buildings being kept very protected within what otherwise looks like a terrible, historically inaccurate representation of previous stages of the Pyrenal development. Um, so... I happen to have a little bit of knowledge about a facility here that might hold some answers for you beyond anything I could tell you. Great! Let's go! Uh, (laughs) Fun little suggestion there, but as you may have noticed, there's um, approximately 238 staff members in a very small amount of space. Yeah, and only like three rooms as well. It's amazing we even found this one. (laughs) So what I'm going to suggest is... This evening, when everyone's gone home, except for the night shift guard of Waz, we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> we, uh, do a little heist of our own. Ooh, that sounds dangerous and fun. Apparently that's the thing I like now, so... <laughs> Great, great. Okay, so we'll fade down on that scene. Meanwhile, what's Brandy up to? So we might have done. I think they left when I was talking, when I was into the 14th minute of my closing speech. And we're just like, museum? Museum. Yeah, I think we, we, you know where we are. I know where you guys went. And and basically you guys went, we're going to go to the museum. And Brandy went, a museum? That's so boring. This is the most like exciting place in the local area. And we're going to a museum. Brandy, uh, I think, does want money, but also is kind of going to quite enjoy her time without... Theo and Kenny, you know, because she's seen them over the last three days, every minute of every day. Except um, for the, almost the entire time in the tree. Yeah. Oh, but Vespa's there. Oh. Vespa, Adri, call me what you want. I can, I, can, I, can I come with? I don't know anyone here. Look, I haven't I haven't been out of the church much. I, you know, always thought that was Theo's bag and I resented them for it. Uh, but here we are on an adventure out of the tower. You know, I always thought I'd be really excited to go out and uh, find out more about my parentage. But this is actually kind of terrifying. I mean... I don't want to cramp your style, obviously. Adri, you know what you need? You need a little bit of fun. Two for one entrance into this casino! Casino? Come on in, we'll make it worth your while! Is casino spelt like Sino at the end of casino? Ooh. And it's a Sino themed casino. Gen 4th, yeah. With all the girls in like Baneri style outfits. <laughs> yes! Oh! 
Wimpy's very confused. <laughs> oh, do you know what? But, but, <laughs> You only get one life. Let's gamble some money! Okay! First thing, Brandy is going to use the new Pokedex that General Phillips gave her. Side note. <laughs> oh. I'm assuming everyone had a phone? I think Theo just gave a scroll, though. You got a scroll. <laughs> okay, the people I who think... had a phone got an app. And Theo, you got a tome. <laughs> Love that. An well, extensive what if, what if, tome. What if rather than a phone, we got the Pokedex, but it also acts as a sort of... Like a rotten dex. Yeah, exactly. We got okay. that kind of thing. Or, a rotten yeah. dex where, sure. we can, where we can call. Um, so Brandy's just going to call Candy. Okay. Go for candy. Hey, Candy, Brandy here. Just checking in with you. Uh, what? When do we have to be at this train? Do you know when we have to get, you know, when does the mission kick off? Train leaves uh, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. So we with the afternoon to ourselves. Yeah. Are we getting any sort of, I don't know, per diems? Is there sort of, is this a travel day technically? Yeah, per diems. Yeah, should be wired to your account. Wired to our account? I will absolutely be using them on sustenance and that alone. Please keep a low profile. Absolutely. If you can, pay in cash. You understand? Oh, 100%. Vespa, Vespa, get off the blackjack table. I mean, so, sorry, can you? Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Vespa's just getting slapped <laughs> by Jack Dealer. This is the not? best day of my life! <laughs> That's not how you play it. Okay, uh, I, I want to gamble some money, Stu. How, okay. how am I going to do that? Okay, we're going to make it a roll. What are you What are you playing? I think Brandy fancies her hand at a card game. Voltorb flip? Voltorb flip. Voltorb flip, but with a, a kind of, with a, a bluffing aspect to it. Let's say nice, so. There's nice. some skill involved yeah. to allow for the roll to let's be. Okay, to, so let's say something. So the idea is that there's there's basically a load of matching cards spread out on a table, and you're playing against the dealer, uh, and you have to like look at a card and try and match it up, but like bluff whether you've seen a certain card, seen the Voltorb or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can we say it's the the same rules as Battleship, but with Voltorbs? Yes, we can. So do if they that. hit your Voltorb. That's actually bad. Yes. Because they have exploded. And the Voltorb explodes, yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's just about kind of psyching each other out. All right, so who who are you playing against? Who's the dealer of this of Voltorb flip? The dealer of Voltorb flip, uh, Sinnoh-based, so they're dressed as a mesprit. Okay. Whoa. In yeah. a mesprit cloth. A mesprit, because it's a very touristy like place. I think mesprit, uh, it kind of looks like it's an enticing sort of, come in, you can know, you, it's me, Mesprit. Can you see their face or is it like a full goofy mask? It's half and you can only see their mouth. Okay. So I can't see any real features apart from that they only have three teeth. Three teeth. And one and of them is gold. And one of them is gold. Two of them are gold. <laughs> and you could just, you could see. And the other one's silver. Before you approach the table, <laughs> you can see this line of people like cursing their luck. There's a few people near the table like slamming back the whiskies. And you see this this triple toothed uh, mesperit just grinning and gloating as if they are the king or queen. We don't know. We don't know what's underneath that mesperit um, of this casino, loving their life and clearly destroying all comers towards them as you approach their table. <laughs> yeah. New competition. Well, sit down. What, what's this? Is this a bit of Voltorb flip? Is that what it's called? Yep. I'm on a streak. 
Oh, you're on a streak. Well, you know what they say about streaks? They always have to come to an end. <laughs> I like your style. Literally and metaphorically. Sit Thank down. you. Thank you. This is a new outfit. So it's actually what is a, that cape. It's an infirm cape. I've never seen one of those. It's very new. It's very much the uh, the clothing of an ace trainer, such as myself, well, and the clothing of a person who's going to, you know, rinse you for all the money you're worth. <laughs> How about you bet it all? Everything you got. Oh, you're in. So this dealer who has a load of chips just chucks them all on the table. Now there's a problem. I don't have that many chips. But what I do have is a Skaroopy. <laughs> okay, this guy loves bug Pokemon. <clears throat> okay. Starts sweating. He has, he's, he's, trying, he's trying to conceal it. He's doing a classic bl- bluff. Ali, what, what, what bug Pokemon does this guy have on them? Um, Grubbin. A Grubbin. Oh, Grubbin. Grubbin. How does he incorporate Grubbin into his dealership? Um, Every now and then, a little string shot, almost imperceptibly, will just fire to one of the cards. Grab, grab, grab. And just, just blow it up, just a touch. Oh, so you can just so look at the just, corner. So you can just look at a little oh. corner. But it's, it's, it's such a thin line. Yeah, yeah. And he always does it. He always makes sure that the attention is on a card yeah. at the other end of where it's being string shotted. Nice, so nice. the other person never sees. So they just... Oh, so he's actually cheating. He's, he's cheating. That's oh, why yeah. 100% this guy's cheating. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. a streak. He's Full on my Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he's just a dealer who works the casino but feels the need to cheat. <laughs> personal pride. I'm really good at my job. Anyway, but this time there's something there's something personal on the table for this guy. A Skorupi. He's never he's never seen a Skorupi before. He's heard about Skorupi Valley. Even though we're next to the Skorupi Valley. Yeah, but it's scary. <laughs> it's very scary in the forest. So he's never ventured that far. So this is a big, big win if he can get his hands on a Skorupi. You run. Face is going to be my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> I wish our listeners yeah. could see Ali's contortions when he plays this disgusting skeletal dampay of a man. Okay. Okay. Why did I bet Scroopy? That was a you crazy idea. Gary, the Scroopy's on the line. <laughs> oh. You literally just established you had per diems. Oh, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this move I have here? Take away their stuff. Oh. Oh. You better roll good, Tom. I don't know. I just, I just feel like. The, the amount of chips you had, I didn't have That's enough fair. per diems to, to like also bet no, that, no, so I was going to lose something. Yeah. You need so something I thought I'd better value. put Scroopy on the table before oh Stu put Baneri on the table. <laughs> so the, the Pokeball, which Scroopy is in, is placed on the Voltorb flip table in the pile of chips. It's just sitting there, glinting in the light. The horrible... And this has caught the attention of a lot. <laughs> like People are like, Whoa. Oh yeah, people are like, oh, a Pokemon's being bet? Oh, okay, I'm in, I'm in. I need to see this, I need to see this. So, Brandy, the point is, what is your approach? Okay. Do, do you know Voltorb flip? Have you played it? before i'm i basically was pretending that i've not really heard about volt or flip but i have a move Ooh, okay wait what I oh have, my god i have a move in our new uh, pocket monster of the week pocket monster of the week powered by the apocalypse <laughs> i um i have something called ghosts of champions past and um, so if i encounter a pokemon that i haven't 
uh, encountered before. I can draw upon my knowledge of a connection with a previous champion. So I think Brandy could have been here with Gary Smoke at one point, and he actually played this game played against Flip. this guy. Oh, when well, he perhaps, had all his teeth. <laughs> yeah, and perhaps I don't know. Well, I'm gonna roll. But the idea is basically I roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, uh, you remember precisely what happened in the event when the champion encountered this Pokemon. On a 7 to 9, uh, you remember most of the details but are missing one vital piece of information. And on a 6 minus, you remember something completely wrong. All right, let's roll the let's roll the dice. So Brandy, Brandy is plus one sharp. So here we go. This is called Ghosts of Champions Past. First move. 10 plus 1, 11, it's a full success! Yeah. Here we go, new game, season 2! <laughs> okay, remind me, sorry, of what the 10 plus... 10 plus means I remember exactly what happened when, okay. when this well, happened. Well, Brandy, do you want to describe then exactly what happened in this previous game? If he had all his teeth in the last one... I love where this is going. <laughs> did Gary spot him cheating? And then... There was a bit of a words, fight, a scuffle. Spread, and then there was a bit of a kerfuffle and maybe he lost yes. his teeth during this fight. Oh, so, so Gary called him out. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that Gary caught him cheating, but to me, Gary's not the kind of guy to call someone out for their mm-hmm. cheating. Okay. Gary's the kind of guy who, could, who would see the cheating and just cheat better than them. This guy couldn't understand why Gary kept winning and so eventually started betting his own teeth because he was that desperate <laughs> to like win back his chips. Well, maybe he already had a full set of gold teeth at that point. Yeah, he won, he won so much. Teeth. Yeah, it was a full set of gold teeth. Okay, Ali, can you just, what did he sound like when he had his full set of gold teeth? I have nothing else to give. You've taken all of my chips. <laughs> it's like George Takei with Lockjaw. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to do. Well, you know what? You still got that winning, winning smile. Ah, you noticed. How about you bet some of them golden teethies? Grubbin, Grubbin oh. looks looks at this this mesperate dealer and is like, "We're winners, Grub Grub. We win, Grub Grub. <laughs> we don't let some punk ass trainer beat us, Grub Grub." Uh, you're right. Yeah, let's do it. And the rest. And you know what? No, because Gary's like. You know what? I can't actually understand you. Take three of them back just for the game. If that's okay, just take three. So I think the way Gary's cheating, he's noticed that the Grubbin... He's uh, flipping cards. And I think Gary's... Gary at this point has got... Has Gary got the espion? Yeah, the espion. The I was thinking could be that. implanting fal- false images into. Yeah, the that's Ooh. what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. fun, fun, fun. Or, or just changing the, the cards, that? just fl- 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 flipping the cards. So the grubbin looks at one card, but it's moved by the time. Okay, so Brandy knows that the way to win is to f- change the cards around after the grubbin has, has looked, looked at, at the them. cards. Okay, because that is the way to do it. So it's going to rely on Baneri sleight of handing some of these cards. Okay, so B- Baneri gets up onto the table. There's a little stool next to you, Brandy, and and just. Start sort of warming and up their paws. <laughs> Brandon's like, I just need to get into a huddle here <laughs> with uh, my Pokemon partner, 
just to just to make sure I'm emotionally ready because you know how we women are. We get a bit emotional when it comes to these kind of gambling games. Oh, you're appealing to my sexist side. <laughs> I thought a genius to... move. <laughs> Um, I thought as much. Wimpy can have yeah, side Wimpy, Wimpy, Wimpy's trying to order a drink from Wimpy. <laughs> from one of the, he's surrounded by the women dressed as yes, Beniris. Yeah. Wimpy, not the time, not the time. Wimpy, come here. And I explain to Wimpy the plan. Okay, so Bunny, yeah, Wimpy gets it. I think it's time to play. So. Because you managed to roll so well previously and got the information uh, that you did from um, your recollection of Gary's encounter here, uh, I'm going to give you a plus one forward on this roll. So it's going to be an act under pressure roll, but you have plus one to your shot? You're cool? I do have plus one to my cool. Um, Okay, so add another plus one to that. So I've got a plus two to this roll. Yes. It's a big one. Gary is on the line. It's a big one. Gary is on the line. Seven. Plus two, so it's a nine. A mix. So it's a mixed success. success. So everything is bet on one round of Voltor Flip. There's no there's no best two out of three here. This is all on the line. Whoever finds that Voltorb first loses. And as soon as the game begins, you see what you expected to see. You see, I don't even know this guy's name. You see MD, Mesprit Dealer. Um, whispering to Grubbin. You see Grubbin firing transparent lines of string shot at the cards and almost imperceptibly gaining insights onto what card is where. And you see next to you, Wimpy the Veneery, sleight of hand master. Out of nowhere, using using the drink that he is drinking as a distraction, calling a waitress over to cover a little flick of a card here and there. And you can see the Mesprit dealer getting closer and closer to that vault orb. And you're like, I'm gonna do this. And you know that if you stay at that table and you play that game, you will win. However, you see out of the corner of your eye, Adri for Monsk. Adri, excited, by their first day out in, oh in, in, the, in the wide world, has ordered quite a few drinks and has got a little bit loose. And no, you can no alcohol in the church, of course. No alcohol so, in the church, oh, no. no. So Adria is a complete lightweight. And you can see they're getting into a confrontation with someone at a roulette table down the way. And you can see that that's escalating very quickly. And if someone doesn't step in, a fight is going to break out between Adri and a few patrons across the way. What do you do? Oh, you know what? I would have absolutely let them get into an altercation and not care. But they gave me that stupid speech about how they've never been out of the anywhere and how they were all cooped up and abandoned as a baby. And that's... Oh, it's killing Brandy because she can hear Gary's voice in her head being like, just finish it, babe. Just Leave them. This let, is about you winning some chips. Let them, exactly. Let them do what they want. Like... He's Whatever. a big boy. He can take care of himself. <laughs> I want to see some of that mesprit agony. I want to see some of that MDMA. Am I right? Am I right? And then in, a, in Brandy's head, she's like, "I don't stop saying am I right in my head." Kalandi. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the Kalandi cameo that we were all asking for. <laughs> oh, she's back. I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so the choice is whether to finish the game, finish the game and win, or leave the table. I guess you forfeit if you So leave. would I forfeit the Scroopy? For now, yeah, you would. Does MD know he's losing? No, no, MD thinks he's going to win. Because he thinks, oh, Grubbin, he thinks Grubbin is like... It's right in the perfect yeah. place. Yeah, you, you will win. <laughs> if you keep playing, you will win. <laughs> I love bugs. I know, I know you're doing well. 
Um, and you're doing really well, and you're definitely going to win. So you know what? How about you take the chips, but I get to take my Pokemon back, and we call it quits. This sounds like manipulate someone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Plus, plus okay, one so to charm. As plus one to charm. If you get a 10 plus, they'll do what you're asking. On a 7 to 9, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it or, or like offer them something extra. Uh, on a miss, your approach is completely wrong. You offend or anger them and it doesn't go well. Okay, I'm rolling the charm. Right, I'm rolling it. Here we go. Plus one. It's a three and a two. Plus a one. It's a six. It's a failure. Okay, mark experience. Mark <laughs> experience. Well Thank done. You. You learn from your mistakes. Uh, okay, so what, what happens? Okay, I've offended so them. You've offended them. Mesprit Dealer sees Brandy losing and trying to get out of the bet they just made. And Mesprit Dealer's like, absolutely not, and sort of scoops all the chips and Scroopy away and is like, well, How if- dare you? You came here to my table and you tried to swindle me. Out of my money, grab, grab, and my right to win your Pokemon. I didn't, I didn't try and swindle you. I'm just, I was Give just. Give me. Okay, well you can't take the Pokemon, and you haven't won the game. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise we were in your casino. Oh, and it, and it's sort of, and and uh, Mesprit Dealer sort of like holds up a like a little alarm button, as threatening, like, hey, if you push us any further, I will call security. I work here, you don't, and sort of is like. Case closed. Scene over. We're done. I got your Pokemon. Oh, this isn't over! This is not over! <laughs> Brandy runs over and just tackles. <laughs> tackles Andrew from onto the ground. Just go, you idiot! You idiot! Why am I saving you? And I drag, I just drag Andrew from Ansk out there. of the casino. And then just screaming, I'll be back! I've been swindled! <laughs> I know Brandy! Oh god, oh, no. I'm getting Scroopy back, just FYI. That's okay. Happening. No, so are there two heists? Two I was gonna say there are two heists happening tonight. Okay, so me outside in an alleyway with Adri Fermont. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of say, slurring. Oh, oh, oh All right, I feel Adri. awful. Adri Fermont, you listen to me. You listen to me right now. You're gonna sober up. I'm gonna get you some water. And come nightfall, you and me are gonna get my Pokemon back that you lost me. Don't and, and don't get this twisted. You're the one who lost me that game. Andrew, okay. And Andrew just looks at you dead in the eye and then vomits on your new trainers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. What a scene. What a scene. Well done, everybody involved. Um, I uh, think- no, not well done, everyone. I lost a Pokemon. <laughs> Nobody's to pay for Scroopy being on that table <laughs> but oh. you. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you made the bet. <laughs> you could have given up the infirm cape, but no. <laughs> Boys, get in the van. Oh, I can't wait to go on holiday. Yep, oh. yep. We're going on. Do you know where yeah, we're going, boys? Going oh. on a midsection holiday. 
it's I, I left my DS behind. Oh my god. Oh god. Well, you can't you can't come to the midsection. Then. Oh. Famously, you can't get across the border without your yes. DS. Without a Nintendo oh. DS. It's <laughs> got your passport on it. <laughs> and here we are at the midsection. Uh, and this is coming from Joe Whiteman. Hey Joe. He says. Hello, Critical Ditto. Well done on an excellent podcast. Oh, I've been to work. Oh, it's been really nice to this message. Wait, do you guys I have see, a second I podcast that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> Got a wee simple edition so you guys can show off your singing talents. There is a world-famous vocal group called Just Claws, which consists of three meowths called Taz, Daz, and Sir Whiskerton. Think Rat Pack, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra types. Uh, they are the best-selling pop artists at the time of these events. Everyone knows their songs. Their current hit, Meowth to Meowth, is top-selling record of all time. Everyone is singing it. The group has an outwardly squeaky clean reputation, but perhaps there's some dodgy shinks going down behind closed doors. Maybe mafia stuff. Perhaps they are involved in the movement to get rid of supernaturals. Who knows? We'll leave that in your creative minds. Anyway, cheers again for the great pod. Looking forward to the next installments. Best wishes, Joe. What a wonderful suggestion. That's great. Yeah. So what? So it's a music group. A musical music meowth group. group. Yeah. yeah. Doing Can like... these be, guys be like performing in Pyrenal or something? Could be performing in the got... casino. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is, you know, Pyrenal is the height of Abs- Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. That's, it's Vegas. That's their game, it's Vegas, baby. baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could be right where we are right I now. Think that's it. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely here in Pyrenees with the events going touring on. The, touring the casinos. Mm. Well, we do know that casinos could perhaps be a front for certain um, nefarious. nefarious deeds. Aye, aye. What were the names of their songs? Uh, the big hit at the moment, Meowth to Meowth. But I'm ha- I think we can come up it? with more. Joe's given us some more. Is that, is that a pun on a name or is that just a, a song that we, we're coming up with? Meowth. But to but I think And that's why they're stars. I think those were those singing talents that Joe wanted to hear. <laughs> what would Meowth to Meowth be talking about? Well, they could also that's... sing I think they could also sing Fly Me to the Moonstone. They could indeed. Nice. nice. Yep. They yep. indeed. Yep. Luck be a leather tonight. Hey! Oh, oh, yes! I'm back in the game! Uh, Beyond the Seeking. Nice. Oh, yeah, very yeah. good. It's okay. Oh, it's all this, right. this is now the midsection. <laughs> I just I, I just want to clarify what the content of that song would be. Somewhere, Somewhere beyond the seeking. seeking. What there? <laughs> yeah, just behind the seeking. <laughs> I love a stands behind that seeking. Hey, come over move. here. Seeking move. Seeking just move. Ah, the seeking won't listen to me. <laughs> A universal emotion that we've all experienced. <laughs> I feel that really speaks to me on a deeper level. <laughs> Ain't that a mega kick in the head? Ooh. Oh, that's oh, a good one. That's a good one. Mm, very that's nice. a good one. Yeah, nice. Um, so oh, I would t- t- to move away from pun songs for oh, just a quick second. No, comfort zone. Don't push second. us out of there. So I think uh, Taz, Daz, and Sir Whiskerton, I think there's a bit of infighting mm. going on between the trio. Oh, yeah. They've been popular for a while. Question, is Daz short for Darren? Is it, yeah. Is it a Meowth called Darren? It's a Meowth called Darren. I just, I just want to make that. And then Taz is short for Taren. And Sir Whiskerton. And Sir Whiskerton, I Certain think... Whiskerton. <laughs> I think Sir Whiskerton, it was Taz, Daz and Chaz. Sir Whiskerton is a new addition and they actually kicked Chaz out. Oh, so there was a the Chaz. Effie. There was a Chaz who, yeah, was is the F.A. or like a slightly too divery. Yes, 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 yes. Chaz. And, may, and maybe Sir Whiskerton is the one with the potential mafioso connection. Mm. That's, yeah, so Sir Whiskerton has so dragged, dragged, dragged them into the underworld like a little bit. The syrupy voiced Sir Whiskerton. <laughs> yeah, Sir Whiskerton like, is. I'll, like, yes, I'll lend you my voice. And then Chaz went missing. 
Oh, oh my god! Yes. Yeah, so yeah, 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 Chaz yeah. wasn't kicked out of the band. One day, Chaz just didn't turn up for rehearsals. Can each of the meows be Galarian, mm. Alolan, Canto? Say yes. the same thing. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, Perfect. that's it. Yeah, those okay. are the, those are the meows. And so Whiskerton is shiny. Oh yeah. Ooh, and Daz walked in on Sir Whiskerton. Uh, Sir applying... Whiskerton is, a, is an Alolan Meowth, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, be. but yeah. was applying makeup to make themselves look shiny. <gasps> it's and a fraud. Daz has that secret now and is not sure what to do with it. And Taz just want, is all about the music. Taz is like, look, if we just keep singing, we're going to get through this. And Daz is like, no, we are in too deep here, Taz. We are now basically a front for the mafia with Sir Whiskerton who's painting himself in a bathroom over there and is going to come out at any moment and, and, and could kill us all. What happened to Chaz? Are you, do you not care about Chaz? I just love the idea of somebody walking past these two cats just going, Meow! 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 Somewhere! Oh my God, is that Daz? <laughs> well, Joe, thank you for the suggestion. Let's go! I don't, I, I think we've, I think we've had a great day out at midsection. Let's go back Come home. fly with Meow! Forgot one! <laughs> there it is. Uh, for the travel music, I've got the new Just Claws single, Meow to Meow. Should we, should we, should we listen to that to play us out? Meow to meow, but to bite. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? Grub, grub, grub. It's Grubbin! Can I, can I suggest something? This doesn't have to be a long scene or anything, but um, I quite like Kenny, and it can be with compatriots or I quite not. like Kenny too. <laughs> <laughs> I well, that makes like... one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Kenny in, in this intermediate time to add a new member to the team, slash train with Magikarp for a bit. Why add a member of your team? Why not take one away? Make it a challenge. <laughs> I mean, you might want to get in on this, Brandy. Do you know what? I think Brandy would also like to join up with Kenny. We, how about we both go to the same place because I need an extra Pokemon to help with this is heist. This is before Nightfall. This yeah, is before this, night, is, this, this is, is the intermediate. Okay, okay sure. Basically, I, want, I want another heist Pokemon help. Basically, Kenny's got a bit more determination now. He maybe realises that, yeah, Dartrix is great, but Magikarp... Is maybe less there. You had that, that realisation. I did have that realisation. Yeah, yeah. Brief tangent. I feel like Kenny didn't have the realisation. Just when we left the museum, Theo went, by the way, you need that magic arts to evolve immediately. It is a worthless, worthless Pokemon. That's way better. <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> you were just like, I'll use my magic arc to help in the heist. Oh my God. He will smash his way through the Gardevoir. And Theo just stood there and went, no, I'm going to need you to go away and fix I'm that. I'm done tolerating you. <laughs> the two of them watching the magic arc in the Calm Oasis and Theo going, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like this is quite as we're just about okay. to, about to do fun things. It's quite a good place to maybe add a couple of members. All right. So we, are you looking? Are you looking for a, like a location that maybe you've gone to? Okay. Well, this is a, this is a town. This is a city. So it's not like there's just rolling grass fields and stuff yeah, inside no. the town. But maybe what there is, there is like a sort of trash heap slash junkyard area where like broken broken casino signs are put mm. uh, broken facades but yeah there's i think there's like a junkyardy area um maybe where a few sort of more yeah metropolitan wild pokemon <laughs> yeah, some labor that. voting <laughs> <laughs> metropolitan <laughs> elites do you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah so it's not like oh look there's a bulbasaur but you might find some some we might find a streetwise bulbasaur though. <laughs> hey <laughs> Yeah, so we'll just sort of like message each other beforehand to say... I got your text! What did the text say, Kenny? <laughs> it was a gif. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a gif of... People just put dump into uh, into the gif form. So it's, it's a rock rough just taking a poop. <laughs> Kenny's like, she'll get it. <laughs> she'll know exactly what I mean by that. And it then just says, one hour. Brandy reads the message and goes... 
I feel like a couple of days ago I wouldn't have got that, but I I think he wants to meet me at the dump in an hour. <laughs> okay. Can we just say you sort of like find a room for us if we need to and just shove, shove Adri in there? I think Theo is sobering up Adri. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, like, you know, I, you can I've done this if before. You want. I've done this before. Oh, like you found like a, a cafe or somewhere. Yeah, make him one of E's potions. Just. Oh, okay. Theo, I'm Theo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about. I I've treated you so badly. I'd like to I'm state sorry. that a couple of days ago you had literally ruined my life. <laughs> but apparently I've learned compassion in the last few days as well. So. That's a fun character arc. Um, Would uh, you two fine people uh, be interested in the Big Font Book Cafe we've just opened? I love Big Font Books. Yeah, you always did. But some of us like small fonts, so we'll be uh, absolutely fine. Small Font Cafe? Oh, you need to go to one of them fancy towns for that. It's only Big Font font here. You two look like you've got some Big Font bodies, am I right? Big Font bodies ready for some bodacious Big Font Books. We also have water. That'll do. That was E's secret hangover potion every time. It's just water. <laughs> Theo's just stood there the entire time going, now would be a really good time to explore why we hate each other. But... Do you know who I hate? Kenny. Kenny with his dark powers. Awful. Theo sits down and is like, I see Heron is no longer my favourite person in the Special Defenders. <laughs> Let's play a game of who do you hate? Let's play a game of what are the vices of all Kill, of our... Kill, com- marry... Kill, kill again. <laughs> kill again. Kill, Kenny, uh, Kenny needs to die. Yeah. Monstrous. Yeah, marry Heron, kill kill all the others. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, why don't I get one of those drinks? Oh, it, it, you did want me to meet you here in an hour. That is scary that I knew that. I I hoped I was wrong, but I wasn't. We have just become such good friends, haven't we? we uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, at least I feel like I understand you a bit more, which is a sign of friendship. And I like that you understand me more. That's disconcerting, but hey. So you're probably, wondering, we the dump? You're probably wondering why I brought you here. Um, basically, Theo's got three Pokemon. We've got two. And you know what? It's really nice that we've got two Pokemon. Yep. I'm really happy that we've got the one that we started with and then we added another friend along. I mean, I would be so gutted if anything happened to Magikarp. And like, Magikarp. And look at him. Look at him just flopping there on the ground. Magikarp. But basically, Theo told me that he needed to get better for some unknown reason. Um, so I thought we could come to somewhere where there might be some Pokemon that we could, you know, train up. Maybe you want to train up Scroopy a little bit. I don't know. And anyway, maybe we could also add to the team. That might be quite fun. What do you say? Yeah, uh, I think, actually, Scroopy's pretty, pretty strong already and tired from the long Skarmory flight. So really? Because you use Wimpy for everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know what? I, I think really, Scroopy's a, a pressure player, you know what I mean? These sort of training, not Scroopy's deal. We did a lot of bonding. I actually just trained with Scroopy. Oh, did you? Yeah, we beat a Mesprit. <laughs> 
cool. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> looking at the dump, um, ringed by uh, barbed wire, fences, uh, maybe there's a tire fire going on. Definitely in one a tire corner. fire. Oh, fire, fire is there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some biomes within this dump. <laughs> we love a biome. There's a nice, <laughs> there's a nice putrid, watery bit. I was going to say, I'm going to get to the acid biome. <laughs> okay. Either, either on your own or together, what are you doing to look for wild Pokemon within this dump area? Kenny does ha- he does have magic carp out. It is this is Mustache and Kenny's, you know, time to mm-hmm. time to sort of have a little bit of fun together. So he basically just sort of says to Mustache, Mustache, I want you to flop around and rummage about in places to try to find Pokemon. And I've got a great idea. You are a fish, and fish live in water. So I think we should go to find something hot, and then you can win. So you want to find like a putrid puddle yeah. near the fire. T- near the, the, I'm gonna. I'm heading towards the, the tire fire, fire. The and you're gonna try fire. and get him to splash in the puddle. Yeah. To like disturb the flames disturb. and try and get something to appear. Exactly. That. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Brandy. Uh, Brandy's not as sure. She wants. She wants a sneaky Pokemon. Okay. She's Ooh. thinking heist. She's thinking stealth. What? So what she's gonna do is she she's got from the forest. She let's say picked up a berry. So she's gonna find a very dark area of the dump and she's gonna lay a little trap. So she's going to put the food down and she's going to sort of, I imagine there's sort of a a raised area near this sort of shadowy bit. And she's going to stand there with an upturned uh, bin. And as soon as anything goes for the little bit of food, she's going to try and jump on it with the bin. And then that thing's taking a trip to Poundland with Wimpy. (laughs) Gotcha. Right. Let's just make them both act under pressure rolls. So they're both plus cool. Plus cool. Yes, please. Are you plus cool in anything? I am. I actually took an improvement because we went up a level uh, to improve. Because Kenny has proven in stressful situations that actually is not as useless as maybe one might think. So I took him from a flat zero to a plus one because he's been in quite a lot of stressful situations. That's fair. Cool. Brandy's plus one as well. So So each plus one. So is Theo. We are so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shall I go first? So that is a seven plus one, so an eight. Eight, okay. A mixed success. A mixed success. So you do, okay, you do see a Pokemon, all right? Mustache is flopping about in this putrid puddle Ooh. near the tire fire, uh, splashing up an absolute storm and splashing this quite uh, oily, liquefied, horrible puddle at this tire fire. And you see the fire starting to sizzle, sizzle and disperse. And it's definitely causing some kind of effect on the on the tire. And after about five minutes or so of this action happening, um, you see movement happening, a shimmering behind the flames. You can't quite see what it is, but eventually you do see a little snout of a salandit <gasps> popping out of one of the tires. Um, and it's seen you, it's seen, it's seen Mustache the Magikarp. However, you can see in the eyes of this salandit that it is aggressive. This salandit looks like if you try and approach it, it will attack. Like, it sees you, you've got its attention, and it doesn't like you. Uh-oh. What do you do? I am more than used to people not liking me. Um, you can say that again! Sorry, I was... I was a, yeah, you're across the... Catch it. How did he even hear me? At the same time, you also get a text from Theo just going... By the way, Here's all die. the reasons I hate you. It's just, it's just, it just says, you equals, and it's the dump gift. <laughs> Kenny, what do you do? Mm. Oh, what does Kenny do? Okay. Can Kenny have a bottle of water on him? Yes. Okay. Kenny lays a hand on Moustache and goes, Moustache? Corp. Hold on just one second. 
and pours out the entire bottle of water to create a non-putrid puddle. Oh, of okay. Water. So this is like a this is like a six litre. This is a big one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remembers Candy. Now I'm packing you six liters of water for your entire adventure. <laughs> if any of okay. you gets horribly drunk, all right. I'm sure you won't. But if they do, use this. Mustache. I want you to splash in this puddle and try to aim it towards that. Takes out the the app on the poker phone. Hi. Oh, you speak. Uh, oh, hello. Yeah. I'm Kenny. Uh, yep, I'm I'm your Pokedex. That's me. Oh. You sound very reassuring. I was programmed that way. What is this Pokemon? That's a Saladid. How can I catch it? Oh, you'd like uh, shoot some water at it and then throw oh, a ball. I was in the right strategy all along. I have faith in myself. Mustache, attack it with some water. And okay, then... so this is a kick some Frostlass roll. Oh. Because you are looking to cause some kind of harm towards the Saladid. Um, okay, so you roll plus tough. I wouldn't repeat my... Uh-oh, because Kenny ain't tough. Uh-oh, what are you? <laughs> I'm a minus one. I also rolled a six. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, that's a bummer. So okay, a take five. an experience point. Ah, uh, yep. Um, I'm going to put someone in trouble, and that someone is Kenny. Mustache totally, like, understands what you want to happen, mm. um, but just the aim is so off uh, and ends up firing this jet of water. I think you expect Mustache to just splash the water and, like you know, cover the fire a little bit. It ends up being quite a focused jet and it hits a tyre at the bottom of the tyre fire, which is a little bit loose. And some tyres come crashing down and surround Kenny in this like wall of tyre flame. So Kenny oh, is now God. surrounded by burning tyres and is feeling the heat. God, if only I had six litre bottles of water with me. <laughs> <laughs> you just look at this empty plastic <laughs> bottle next to you. Ah... To Brandy, what you, what's what's going on? You've oh, it looks you've, like Kenny's doing all right over there. Just set it on fire. Smart, I like it. Okay, probably learned that from Theo. Just uh... Theo's been teaching him some moves of how not to lose. Glad it's working. So you are doing this bucket, this bucket challenge. Okay, so roll. Your... It's also quite awkward because she's trying not to get dirt on her new clothes, and she's in the dump. So. Well, there's a move given to me straight off. <laughs> a hard move. Okay, roll your act under pressure roll. Plus one. It's an eight. Okay, so that's a mixed success. Same, same as. Old. Okay, great. Um, so the aim was to catch a stealthy, sneaky, let's say it, cool Pokemon. Okay, yeah. I think it's a going. fat Pokemon. It's a really, it's like a, it's a hungry sort of. So you, you're, you're waiting with this bucket for like ages, and you sort of start to realize like maybe this plan is not great, and maybe the Pokemon are kind of wise to the fact that I'm standing over this berry with a bin. This <laughs> my maybe... outfit, my very vibrant outfit yeah, is giving away of... my stealth. Your cape, your cape blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, you end up putting the bin down at one point and just leaning on it because you get a bit bored. But actually, as you as, when you put the bin down, you sort of hear this snoring coming from inside the bin. And you realise you never actually looked inside the bin um, before you put it down. I look inside the bin. Okay, sleeping on the floor. I hold up my Pokedex 
to it as I'm like, oh, oh, this is the moment where I get to use the thing. Ah, uh, Shay. No, it's Hedrold. Hedrold. <laughs> maybe it's programmed to Hedrold. Hedrold is a voice actor on the side. <laughs> or maybe it's Hedrold's dad, who is the, is the announcer, who would be a famous voice in... Oh, oh shit, yeah. This is Dan Outzer recording all the, all the voice lines that you could ever hear for a Pogadex. Can I get a different pre-programmed voice? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I thought so. I just thought I'd ask, because I love, I love your voice, and I wouldn't have changed it if there was an option. I love it too. It's very, um... You're the best. Thank you. That's, yeah, I won't finish my sentence then. <laughs> um, what's, what am I looking at here? This is a Munchlax. And what's a Munchlax, please? Oh, it's Pokemon. Can I get the description, GM, for the love of God? <laughs> uh, loading. Okay, hang on, hang on. Do you want the sun and moon one or the ruby sapphire one? <laughs> Quite like the ruby sapphire one, I suppose. Uh, All right, hold on. <laughs> I feel like you should know this stuff. Shut up! Wow, it's a rude Pokedex. All right, okay. All right, all right. Here we Mine go. was so nice. Uh, okay, Munchlax. Here we go. The big eater Pokemon. It gobbles up its own body weight in food each day, and it swallows its food without almost any chewing. God, what a slob! <laughs> All right, well, I don't think you need to have a comment on each Pokemon. You no, know, I, was, I was programmed to be judgmental. That's me. What? what a terrible... I Why are you I, wearing a weird cape? I closed the app. I closed the app. <laughs> Brandy gets into so many arguments, oh. even with an app. Everyone Brandy meets, he argues. <laughs> we, have to have a, we have to have a full-out row. Kenny from the side just goes, Brandy, you're okay. <laughs> I heard you arguing with Hedgehog's dad. Isn't the Pokedex lovely? Um, yeah, and I'd like to catch this Munchlax. Okay, I'm so just throw a ball at it. It's asleep. So that is a roll in Pocket Monster of the Week. When you try to catch a Pokemon with a Pokeball, add and subtract the numbers below. So if the target is below half its total harm, it's not. It does have a negative condition on it. It is asleep. Good. And it is caught by surprise. Right, so I'm okay. a plus... That's a plus one. So you're plus two. Plus two to your roll. But aren't I, I, I minus... Because it's not below half, or is it? No, that's just not a plus. Oh, that's not a plus. No, the minuses are only if it's like legendary, has a positive condition, is shielded or protected, or is hiding in cover or something like that. What's 2d6. 2d6 plus 2. Plus 2. It's not good. It's a 6. Okay, but plus 2? No, no, no. it's in 4. Oh, no. Plus 2. So okay, it's mark a six. experience. <laughs> Your Pokeball hits the Munchlax. But I think it's a fault. It's either, it's a faulty Pokeball or something. It just it just breaks as soon as it connects with Munchak. It doesn't even kind of absorb in that energy miasma that you normally get when you catch a Pokemon. And unfortunately, it wakes the Munchlax up. And it doesn't like being woken from its nap. Well, well, Brandy. When the Munchlax wakes up, what interesting thing do you notice about this Munchlax? This Munchlax. It's actually got um, a sign on its back or some kind of marking on its back that says something like property of um that's it, it that's why i couldn't catch it it already belongs to someone yeah maybe there's like a stig of the dump like some dump dweller has already caught this munchlax or something oh and written on the munchlax property, property of, of like stig and you catch out of the corner of your eye on top of a pile of broken washing machines you see this feral like person where there's a lot of masked people in this in this episode but yeah wearing a munchlax mask holding a, a stave um wearing some kind of loincloth very, very wiry, very athletic. And you can see them bearing down at you, calling. And Who's that Pokemon? 
they they're charging down the uh, the pile of rubble and detritus straight at Brandy. What do you do? I'm ready to rumble. Okay, ready to throw down. Great. We got a this this is like a legit Pokemon battle about to happen. Kenny, surrounded by fire, he's slowly burning to death. Okay, yeah, you're like you're just sweating into your clothes, like so profusely. Um, Mustache the Magikarp is on the other side of the tire fire that's surrounding you. What do you do? Kenny's going to ask for help from inside himself. Ooh. So Kenny is going to activate a move. <gasps> okay. Oh god. Which, uh, okay. Which we've called Mind Palace. Oh. And Kenny's going to try to intentionally call upon the help of Pete and Tuki. Uh, by going into a seance. Kenny basically realises he is surrounded by poisonous fire and the Salandit is a poison fire type. Mm-hmm. If anyone can help him get out of this, it's this aggressive looking Salandit. Okay. But at the moment, he knows nothing about it and if anything, this thing looks like it's going to do the opposite to helping him. Mm-hmm. So Kenny is going to try to get into the mind of this Salandit by sort of going into his own, it's, it's his own sort of mind palace seance. He's calling upon the spirit world to help him, okay. essentially. Okay. So what the seance slash mind palace says here is you attempt to read a person or Pokemon more closely mm-hmm. than normal with the help of the spirit world. Roll plus weird. And then depending on what I roll, I can either ask questions or there is uh, and a failure. The narrator describes an unintended consequence. Gotcha. Kenny locks eyes with this Salandit. Through the fire. Yeah, through the fire. And that burns that image into his mind as he tries to delve into his mind. Great, roll the dice. I'm running plus weird, which I'm plus two at. Okay. I roll a seven plus two, so nine. Great. It says on a seven to nine, hold one. So I assume that means ask one question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the questions I can ask, what is this Pokemon's lowest moment? What is this Pokemon's greatest fear? What is this Pokemon's hidden pain? What does this Pokemon really think of you right now? Or in what ways is this Pokemon's mind or soul vulnerable? So Kenny goes into the kind of the Stranger Things-esque black void uh-huh. and out from the group arises Tuki and Pete. And he just sees, you know how when Eleven is, is spying on people, they are, they're in there, but they're not actually in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. he also sees this Salandit uh, in this mind palace. Oh, is that him. a cute little thing there you got, Kenny? I'd say that again. Look at oh, that Salandit. Pete, stop Stop it. I, you know, I know what you're like with these poison types. I'm pretty sure we're in the same egg group. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're dangerous and bad for you, and you know it, Pete. Devil may daycare, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, Kenny, what are you asking? The arbiters. You know Pete what happened Tuki. with you and that cocoon, and it wasn't good, Pete. It was not good. You know what they say, cocooner matata. <laughs> Man, Pete's got to say for everything. Pete, you are coming up with some zingers, and I, I want to hate you, but I can't. Anyway, Kenny's like, guys, guys, like, please stop bickering for one minute. Okay, I'm sorry. I need help from this Salandit. I'm surrounded by poisonous fire, and this thing is a fo- poison fire type. If anything can help me in this situation, it's going to be this Pokemon. But it currently doesn't like me. I feel like I need to connect with this Salandit. I feel like I need to show him that I'm a friend, that I'm an ally, that we can be a really good team together. I think I want him to, or her, preferably her. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know what? I'm really sensing a strong female void yeah, from yeah, this yeah, salad. I think you are. It's definitely female. It's definitely female. <laughs> that, would, that would be so harsh. That would be so mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I need this um, salad to trust me. I need to prove that I'm not a threat. So I want to do something to reach out to them. What is this character's hidden pain? Well, this is this is a potential, you know, supporting character in our in our cast. So I feel like, you know, we all we all want to have a say on True. Yeah. So yeah. hidden pain. Let's let's work out what we know about the Salander. We know that currently it's living in a tire fire mm. in Pyrenile, uh, and it's quick to to anger. I think this um, is maybe something to do either with a previous trainer or some kind of like abuse that it suffered in Pyrenile. Maybe it was part of an act like those Las Vegas Tigers or something. Oh, Ooh, oh that's, that's really good. Maybe, as we've established a female yeah. Salander, maybe it was an all-male troop which they never wanted them to evolve because they always wanted them to have it as Salanders. Oh, that's good. And that's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they finally discovered that this new one was, was female. female and knew that this had the potential to evolve. And so the the leader of You'll this ruin the poison trip was like, synchronized salander troop. We can't have a salazzle. We can't have a salazzle yeah. anywhere nearby. Get out. Maybe what like uh, this female salander had been like hiding it, hiding it, you know, blending in. Mulaning. But yeah. she she just she'd got just a little bit old enough to like release a pheromone that sent all the male salander like crazy. Yeah, and they had a terrible and they had a terrible show it. because they were like, oh my god, I'm on high on this pheromone, and then they realized realized that she was female and kicked her out to the dump. And Kenny sees this all in. Oh, Dale. <laughs> okay, hidden paid. So that's what you see. And then, back in the real world. You are surrounded by a ring of fire. A Maybe that was part of the act. That was the finale. Straw. That was the finale of the act, is that they would all jump through this big old mm, ring of fire. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. To their trainer. Did I? Yes. And, and I, so I saw that. Right, okay. Fire is burning. Fire is burning, yeah. Your, Kenny... your long, long, bedraggled hair is starting to singe. Oh God, look, I know what happened to you in the past. I know what it's like to be blamed for things not under your control. I know what it's like to to want to be part of a family. Well, I think we could be part of a family together because I would never throw you away. I would never do that. That is the one thing I can promise to you. I know you know how to get out of a ring of fire, but I don't and I really need help from, I'm going to say it, the best one in that troop. I mean, you really stole the show. You did. You're, there's a reason you drove everyone crazy. And it's not your gender. It's your talent. Salander is very confused as to how you know all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's true. It's true. I was very famous was as a Salander. So. Um, I mean, this, this, this has got to be a role, right? But I feel like you should get a bonus. Because okay. it will, you know, your your investigation, yeah. uh, your your understanding of the backstory, your use of that in the speech. So roll plus charm with uh, with a bonus plus one. Okay, so Kenny is also a plus one at charm, so this is with a plus two. Yep. And it's a seven plus two, so nine. Great, so they will do it if you do something for them right now to prove what you're saying. Almost sees Kenny in the ring of fire and your face flickers to that horrible ringmaster again and flicks back and it's like, how do I know? How do I know that you won't cast me aside? I'm trying to think, could there be something in that ringmaster? That ringmaster was a ringmistress. And she was particularly wealthy Lovely. and bejeweled and had, had rings and fancy clothes and uh, necklaces and bangles and a tiara. Nice. So Kenny takes off his tiara and goes, I promise to never wear anything like this again and throws it into the fire. <laughs> 
is plastic, so actually it makes the fire even bigger and even more perilous for Kenny as well. <laughs> Hannah Amazing. somewhere goes, oh, my tiara cracked. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Kenny grabs this plastic tiara throws it into the flames and it's so plastic and cheap and horrible that it makes this vibrant colour and smoke and smell and it's so easily perceptible for this Salandit and Salandit sees you again your face changed that ring mistress and there's no way that she could see her give away any of her possessions anything that might cost her act money mm. um, she sees that selfishness and she sees in you a new selflessness that she's never seen before and she reacts and Kenny, you don't know. You see the Salandit's mouth open and there's this ball of fire and you're like, oh God, is this worked? Have I done this? And she fires so a little flame burst. Corp, corp! But it's not at you, it's at the tyres. And poof, it explodes the tyres surrounding you away. And they fly off in all different directions. And you've sort of cowered away from the blast. Look around, realise that there's not heat surrounding you on all sides anymore. Still a little bit of your hair on fire, which you can just touch out. Magic just just, just spits a little bit it of water, out. but you're free from the fire. Did Salandit stand oh. on one of the tires and then does a flip out and lands like goes through what the ring would have been and lands in your arms? Oh, a <gasps> ghostly ring appears, like almost the memory of it of uh, the yeah. circus time coming back for a perfect landing in yeah. your arms. Five stars. <laughs> Great. Okay, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile Stig's attacking Brandy. Okay. Um Stig's coming at you, but I don't think I don't think I don't think Stig's there to like smack someone with a staff. I've seen weird. It's very Kenny like. Kenny, are you wearing a Stop, stop. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was your I didn't know it was your munchlax. Didn't know it was that. Sorry. Sorry. Are you okay? Maybe this is a behind the substitute? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. When you or your Pokemon focus on a conversation, interaction person, or a Pokemon to determine what they were feeling, roll charm. Uh, on a 10+, plus, you ask two questions from a list. On a 7 to 9, ask one. On a 6+, plus, the narrator or targeted player will ask you a question. I'm a plus one in charm, and I rolled an 8 plus one, so nine. So I get one. One question. Uh, is your character telling the truth? What's your character really feeling? What does your character intend to do? What does your character wish you would do? And how do I get this character to do something? Uh... I want to know, what does this character want me to do? Okay. What does Stig want? Such a good question, Stu. <laughs> um. feral, feral childlike person living in the dump with a munchlax, fashioning their own weapons. Very oh, relatable to David's teen years. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, I very much identify with the rakish uh, child in this storyline. Um, I, I think Stig just wants food. That's why they've got a munchlax. Stig is hungry. Stig is hungry. Okay. Stig's... Why have they got a munchlax? It's eating all the food. Yeah, it's a terrible combination. That's the problem. That's the <laughs> yeah. issue. Yeah, it's yeah. a very fat munchlax. Not well. only am I an orphan and uh, incredibly poor living in a dump, I've got a munchlax. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing: the munchlax. It's it's an it's quite an abusive relationship. The munchlax has promised to protect the child. The, the dump child is not very strong, uh, and the munchlax has been like, yeah, 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 I'll give you protection if you fetch food for me. Oh my! Been feeding the munch, feeding the munchlax. You're feeding the munchlax. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, Munchlax is such a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. That's where that's where we've gone. Are you all right? Do you need Do you need help? The uh, Stig stops in front of Brandy, like mere mere feet away. Stave raised. Hasn't been offered help for a long time. Isn't used to sort of offers of assistance. I don't know how it works in Piranar, but in Surfloat Town, you see someone wearing a Munchlax head in a loincloth, desperate for food, being ruled by a Munchlax, and you ask that person if they they need a hand. And uh, the stick sort of softens, lifts up the mask, and uh, it's whiskey. Mum, this drink my life. But David, what did, what do we see under the mask? What what distinguishing feature do we see on Stig? I think Stig's face is one of those ones where there's a lot of surface area, but the features are very, very, very in the middle. Oh. Really just like very Big closely. Real sort of archipelago of facial features right there, and it's a lot of ocean okay. around okay. the outside. Okay. <laughs> I saw, I don't see Stig with much hair now. I see Stig quite bold. Moon, moony face, yeah. small features, shaved head. And then Stig just goes, and points at their mouth. I like to think the Munchlax here is sort of looking from Stig to Brandy and senses a threat. Yeah, Munchlax. And then Brandy says, Stig? Sorry, person? Who I don't know the name of, but I'm going to call you Stig because I read a book once. Stig on Stig. If you let me, I can help. We may not look it, but me and and this Baneri over here, we're pretty strong and I think we can rid you of this... uh, Munchlax problem and then she gives Munchlax a, the big evil eye Lurks. I had a big loss today so it'd be nice to finish the day with an easy win and I can help you out Stig lowers the mask back down again gets into sort of like a broad uh, broad legged kind of stance and just lets out like an animalistic scream okay <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a prove it scream oh okay and so Brandy's gonna say you want me to prove it Fine, Beniri, let's show that Munchlax what the new Pokemon champion in waiting's about all about. All about, all about. I'll work on the, I'll work on the, you get what I was saying? Right, well, luckily we're in a dump, no one heard us. Which means I heard you. (laughs) Hear from Kenny. I heard you too. Oh, I thought you were in the fire. Oh, okay. Look what I found. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Bye, Brandy. How is he getting all the Pokemon? This is not fair. You Scaroopy. What's what's uh, what's Baneri doing to attack Munchlax? I mean, Baneri's going in. We're going in with the classic pound. This is kick some Frostlass. This is kick some. This might just, this this whole battle might just be one roll. Are we ready? I like it. Okay. Let's... I'm going to give Baneri plus one to tough yeah. and a minus one in special. Fair a weird. Right? So yeah. if he was if Baneri was ever to use Psybeam or a Sphere, yeah. or a Sphere, it wouldn't sure. wouldn't work yeah, out yeah, that yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So plus one for Baneri, who's going to go in just with. All ears blazing. Right. Not on fire. Not a tire. I'm, I'm going to run. <laughs> it's a five plus one. It's a six. six it's, it's a fail. It's a fail. It's a fail. But mark XP. You could. Do you want to? Do you want to use a luck point? You could have the Vito Corleone of Munchlaxes. <laughs> I feel like there's some. There is some. Definitely heavy nudging going on. Well, no, I don't know. You I were just, looking I'm, for a stealthy Pokemon, which this thing isn't. But it is. It is is the mafia boss of Munchlaxes going on, who enslaved a child. So there's a there's some darkness with it. And you know what? You're right. I'm gonna use a luck point to change that to a full success. So just explain a luck point quickly for us, Tom. Uh, The luck point. Each character has 
a number of luck points that they can use throughout their entire lifespan as a character. Each character has six luck points. Okay, once you use them, you can't get them back. So if I use one now, I'm not getting it back. Once I've used all my luck points, that then allows Stu as GM to cause a tragedy to happen that's completely out of my character's control. Something highly unlucky. Like losing your Pokemon in some kind of betting. <laughs> that would... where, where, where the character didn't even choose to do that. That would be the tragedy <laughs> of that. Sadly, not in this case. Um, so I'm going to use uh, one of my luck points here. So I'm now down to five luck points I can use throughout the entire campaign. But I do want the Mafia boss of Munchlaxis on my team. Amazing. Um, well, using a, using a luck point, you instantly upgrade your roll to full double sixes, full success. Please narrate how this, this Pokemon battle goes down. So Baneri goes in with all the confidence that the Hydreigon, Hydreigon fight offered it previously. It runs in, but Munchlax is good. Munchlax knows strategy. Um, picks up, you know, knows the terrain. So picks up a, a dustbin lid to block some of the ears down. It kicks up some sand into Baneri's face. Baneri's getting absolutely destroyed. Tries to tries to do baby doll eyes doesn't work. This Munchlax is, is is in for the kill and knows it. And Stig, you know, is looking worried. Can I offer a bonus because yeah. you've used a luck point as well? Yeah. Could this be a time that maybe Baneri learns something like double kick, gets a yeah, fighting, fighting oh, potential move? I, I like that. And Baneri's and actually I think he looks at Stig, who knows a lot about Munchlax, and I think maybe Stig does a small kicking gesture. Me subtly. Me. To sort of suggest that that might help, and Baneri's like, "Hey, maybe that's maybe that's a good idea." So Munchlax has been bossing this fight, and on the very at the very end, just when Munchlax is going to go in for the kill, Baneri kicks it twice using double kick, knocking it to the floor. Munchlax, and then Brandy goes for it and and catches the Munchlax, throws a Pokeball and catches the Munchlax. Excellent work, excellent work. So the, the, the light closes around this Pokeball. Um, it rocks a couple of times, but those double kicks did the trick. Um, and your full success and luck point paid, paid dividends. You have caught the gangster Munchlax. <laughs> we'll, we'll come to that later. <laughs> Stig, how do you feel? I think Stig just, just stares. Just, just stares, because I mean, like, this is the toppling of of his of his great enemy, uh-huh. and uh, and then so stupid Stig. In this podcast, <laughs> so Stig silently takes off the Munchlax mask, uh-huh. grabs the dustbin that was used, oh yeah, grabs the felt tip pen that he used to draw the Munchlax mask, uh-huh. yeah, and draws a mask of Brandy uh-huh. on the dustbin. Sticks and it over his face, and then just holds Brandy's face Jeff, gently for a second, and then disappears into the dump. Theo on the rooftop of the Piranar Museum, looking down at a skylight. You see torchlights inside, mapping the floor. So, Theo, 
the, I don't, I, I can't believe that I am about to ask this question, but what is the plan here? Well, I'm glad you asked, uh, Kenny, because as you may remember, I am a master, master strategist. Strategist? You are filling me with confidence. <laughs> Someone had some drinks with that drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's the complication, Theo's drunk. Oh my god, yes. So the complication. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay, so Kenny asked this question. <laughs> And suddenly, Kenny, you you start to smell something very strong and and pungent in the air, uh, almost like paint stripper. What is that? As, as Theo that tries me? to communicate with you. I was at the dump earlier. I'm master strategist. the church. I must have stepped in something at the dump. We cut back. We cut back to the Big Font Books Cafe, where the guy looks at the water bottle and it turns around and it just says gin and he goes oh god I've made a huge mistake <laughs> neat gin <laughs> neat gin you are a master strategician and um, what does what does that entail what are we going to do <laughs> I wish I remembered <laughs> just going to have to wing it on the ground <laughs> oh fun meanwhile uh, Brandy and Adri is Adri with you I f- kind of feel like if Adri's also going to be still drunk Adri's blackout I think Adri's just not turned up No, Adri's not turned up I think because we, we can't We don't have, know where Adri is Because we can't have two highs going on with a one with, drunk, with person a drunk person in there Yeah, okay So, so a- I think Adri has not turned up at the established rendezvous point Brandy stands outside the casino With a determined look in her, in her eyes She doesn't care that Adri's not there She's almost happy that Adri isn't there And uh, she pulls the hood up on her infern cape and walks inside because the casino is in full swing. Oh yeah. yeah, baby. I am so proud of you. You just got to the end of an hour and a half episode. What? That is, we witted on so long about how Brandy looked and some other inconsequential stuff. Um, no, seriously, welcome back. We are, we've returned to the main storyline. This is so exciting. It's season two of Critical Ditto. We're at the gold, silver and crystal stage, people. Gen two, baby. My favourite gen. I mean, it was so good. You played the whole game and then you got to play all of red or blue right there. Oh, wonderful. Genius move from Pokemon. Um, because that was an hour and a half, I'm not going to witter on for too long in the outro. I'm just going to cut straight to the thanks. Thank you to Braxton Burks and the Material Collective, especially for the use of their amazing new album, Time and Space. Uh, it's based around sort of Gen 4 and the mystical and stuff, and I lent heavily into it this episode because there was all the casino and the mesprit and stuff. So please do check out that album because it's fantastic. Please also check out the equally amazing Glitch Egg City. Their YouTube is brilliant. Thank you to Junichi Masuda and to Satoshi Tajiri uh, for creating Pokemon. We have no association with Game Freak, Nintendo, or the Pokemon Company. We are not-for-profit and fan-made. Thank you, as always, to my buddies, Tom, David, and Stu. And thanks to you for listening. Welcome back. It's nice to be back. If you're a fan of this podcast and like what you've listened to, then please do leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to this on. It really helps drive new listeners to our podcast. Uh, please follow us and tweet us on at Critical Ditto and email us at criticalditto at gmail.com with new NPCs and new things to add to our world because we love those midsections. And also, also please do join our Discord. It's a wonderful place to 
to be. Um, details for how can be found on our Twitter page. Nothing left to say other than go out there and be the very best, like no one ever was. In other words, just be yourself. That's what he sang. Butter, butter. God, so Whiskerson really brought the lyrics down, didn't he? Yeah. You're just giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's hot. Are we Dude, still talking about Whiskerson? So Whiskerson. So Whiskerson. Yeah, it's a lone and meow for sure. It's hot. Should we get out of here? Bye, everybody. Bye.